What is advocating, Giancarlo? Tell me what that is. Advocating is like when you speak up for yourself and say exactly how you're feeling. Yes, that's what right. What you feel. That is correct. Yes, Giancarlo. I'm going to hug you because I'm so proud of you. Good job, buddy. Hello, brave friends. I hope you are all pacing yourselves through this busy holiday season and taking breaks to recharge. But no matter how you're handling things, I want to say, I see you. I see how hard you're working. And mom to mom, I'm sending you a boost. You've got this. Well, today we have an extra sweet episode to close out the year. We hear from Angie Robinson about one of the scariest nights you can have as a parent. And after the story, we get to have a conversation with her and her son, Giancarlo. That's right. We get a peek behind the curtain to their unique world facing autism, blindness, and diabetes insipidus. And experience the playful bond between fun-loving Giancarlo and his biggest advocate and cheerleader. But first... Please enjoy Angie's story. April 20th, 2022 was a day I almost lost my son. I came home to San Diego in the middle of the night after a special event in Los Angeles. I had made all the preparations for this LA trip a week before. This meant I had secured Giancarlo's sitter, Miss Kirsten, to be with him, and I had already cleared with my husband that he would stay with both girls that night. That morning was no different than any other. Giancarlo woke up at 6.15 a.m. He drank his protein shake, had his regular scrambled egg for breakfast before heading to school on the bus. I gave him his regular everyday medication. He was his happy-go-lucky self. He returned at 1.30 p.m. and he told me he had an amazing day at school. He was cracking jokes and telling me all about his day. If you know Giancarlo, you know he's always smiling and laughing. There is no way you can be in a bad mood when you're around Giancarlo. It was now 3.30 p.m. I was eager to go to my event. My hair and makeup were on point. I had even put on some lashes. That's right. This was going to be that type of event. Pictures, videos, lights, cameras. This mama was ready to mingle and network. All through the event, Miss Kirsten kept sending me pictures of Giancarlo as she usually does. My son looked happy and couldn't be more perfect. The last text I received from her was at 8 p.m. She said he had eaten all of his food and had showered and taken his regular medication at bedtime, 8 p.m. My friend and I were hungry, so we decided to treat ourselves to Denny's for some food and much needed catching up time. We were there for about an hour and eventually started to make our way down to San Diego, arriving approximately around 3.30 a.m. I took my shoes off as I tippy-toed in. I didn't want to wake up anybody, especially Giancarlo, as he had to be up in three hours for school. I heard what appeared to be a snoring, so I quickly made my way to his room to get closer. I realized then he was not snoring. He was moaning like someone does when we're in pain. A feeling came over me and I rushed to him. I kissed his forehead and he was burning up. Hello baby, I said I'm back. How are you? I asked. I'm not feeling well, mommy, he said. The look on his face I will never forget. Death was staring right at me. His face was swollen, his skin looked tight, his lips seemed as though they were going to pop. His eyes were sunken and they were surrounded with heavy black circles. He quickly became extremely lethargic. I took his temperature to 105.9. I tried to compose myself and remain calm as much as I could. It was really difficult for me to think clearly. I took his temperature again in disbelief. 
and it was now up to 106. The guilt immediately began to take over me. The questions were circling in my brain. What if I had not gone to LA? Would I have been able to catch this before it gone bad? I had to recollect myself as there was no time to question. The problem was here and I had to take action now. I stressed Dosim. This is what I have to do when Giancarlo gets a high fever higher than 101. I administered 300 milligrams of hydrocortisone, which is a steroid that helps him fight any virus. I thought that would help him with his fever, as it usually has done in the past, but nothing. I told Giancarlo I was going to call 911 because this was an emergency and we needed to get to the hospital fast. The paramedics arrived and I had already gathered all of my son's medication. I had even gathered the soliocortive, which is the emergency medication given to him last time when he was hospitalized four years ago due to extremely low sodium levels. His endocrinologist at the time said that I had to administer this medication if he was ever in a life or death situation. I knew my son was going into an adrenal insufficiency crisis. In my rush to get all of his medications in one bag, I could not find syringe that came with the soliocorta medication. I grabbed the powder and the veil and figured out once I was in the ambulance, I would be able to get a syringe. Boy, was I wrong. I kept telling the EMT that I had to inject my son with his emergency medication. He would not provide me with a syringe. Time was passing by and my son's vitals were becoming weaker by the minute. I told him that my son is a unique case and I proceeded to inform him all about Giancarlo's condition. I told him he has water diabetes, diabetes insipidus, not sugar related. It has to do with sodium levels and he can become dehydrated very quickly. This is why you're trying and you can't find his veins, I said. I asked him to stop fishing for veins as my son was complaining. He wouldn't listen, so I yelled, stop poking him. I want to wait until we get to Children's Hospital. He finally asked his superior over the phone to get authorization to administer my son with his emergency medication. Whoever he talked to on the other end of that phone must have really ripped him a new one because he immediately said, yes, sir, right away, sir. How do I activate the medication, he said. I looked at him in disbelief. Isn't he the EMT, I thought? You press the veil together, then you shake it up really well before loading the syringe. I said, do you want me to do it? Please hurry, I pleaded. My son is dying. We have to move fast. I watched as a very nervous EMT administered the medication and his hands shook. I thought I would notice major change in my son's health, perhaps less lethargic, but nothing changed. We were now at Children's Hospital and my son's fever was spiked to 107. I was shocked and thankful that he was still conscious and talking to me all through. As I bent over to kiss his forehead, he said, Mom, don't worry. I'm going to be fine. How was I supposed to compose myself? I had to leave the room and finally lose it outside my son's hospital. I cried like I'd never cried before. For the first time ever, the idea of me actually losing Giancarlo became a reality. The guilt, the remorse, the anger, the scare, the doubt, my faith, it was all being tested. How can this happen? There was no signs of anything going wrong with my son. Trust me when I say that if I would have seen anything slightly unusual, I would have never left the house. The doctors began to run lots of tests, order blood work, and urine specimens were collected. Giancarlo was fighting a really serious bacteria at the time. They thought it was sepsis. We have to move fast, the doctor told me. We need to treat this infection before things get worse. Giancarlo was admitted and was connected to several IVs. 
All the tests came back negative. There was no sepsis, thank God. His sodium levels were great, blood pressure was back to normal, and his fevers were gone. The doctors were all in shock as to how quickly he recovered and were pleasantly surprised that there was no trauma to the brain after having a 107-degree fever. They kept telling me what I already know, that my son is a walking miracle. After 11 long days, we were able to go home. Still with no real diagnosis, my son was back. He was happy singing and having a love for life at a whole different level. This is nothing more than a miracle. Giancarlo is a strong man with a huge impactful purpose and a mission in this world. warrior mom Angie is, right? It truly is amazing what we are capable of when it comes to protecting our children. I know that there are times when I have had to step in and really advocate for Ryan's safety in terms of the food drive, especially recently at school. And hopefully I don't sound like the crazy mom, but I am just trying to take care of him and make sure that he is safe and he doesn't have free access by accident to a bunch of food and then end up having some sort of medical emergency. I know you understand this. I'm preaching to the choir. You all are amazing, amazing advocates. I hope that you will now enjoy this conversation with Angie and her son, Giancarlo. Hi, Angie. Hi, Giancarlo. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. (laughs) This is such a treat, and I am so thankful that both of you are here. And what made me think of this, or our team think of this, was that episode that I did with Ryan was so well received that we thought we need to have more moms with their kids or grown kids on the show. And so you are doing that for us today. And Angie, thank you so much for submitting a story and sharing your story. And Giancarlo knows what we're talking about today, what story we're referring to, right? Right. Giancarlo, how do you feel about being on a podcast? I feel excited. (laughs) Is this your first podcast or your second podcast? My second. Yes. You were in mommy's podcast first, huh? Yes. Okay. So you kind of know what to expect. How great. How great. What did you talk about when you were on your mom's podcast? So I talked about how the day that my mom lost me. Almost. How my mom almost lost me. Yes. On our podcast, we actually talked about diabetes insipidus, which is a condition that you have, correct? Right. The water diabetes. So we created awareness about that. Yeah. And we talked about how he feels when the medication's lacking. Yes. Yes. Well, so glad that you are here today. And so I'm sure your mom told you the story that we're sharing today is about when you had your high, high, high fever when she came home in the middle of the night from her very special Los Angeles event all about her book that's going to be published. And she came to check on you and you were burning up and you had to call 911. Do you remember that day? I remember that day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you want to tell us, Giancarlo, exactly like what happened that day? Like, you know, I went to LA, I came back. And then that day I felt like clammy. Very clammy. Did you feel hot or cold? I felt hot. Giancarlo, do you remember your mom coming in to check on you in the middle of the night? Yes, I remember. 
And how scary was that, Angie? And you are such a pro that you went right into action and warrior mama mode taking care of Giancarlo. But my gosh, your adrenaline must have been pumping. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. I thought he was actually snoring because it was about 3.30 in the morning, but he wasn't. He was moaning. I need a hug. Oh, okay. I'll give you a hug, sweetheart. Thank you. I was like moaning. Yeah, you were moaning because you were in pain. I was in real pain. And literally what was happening is he was agonizing because he was, his fever was so high and your lips were so swollen. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. He kept telling me, mom, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And turned on the light. I kissed him. I said, mommy's back. How are you doing? And then I saw death staring at me in the eyes. I'd never seen that face before. I'd never seen the sunken eyes the way I did. I'd never seen anything like that. And then we called 911, right, Giancarlo? Right. Um, We've done this unfortunately, two or three times in the past. So we kind of know what to expect. And with Giancarlo being blind, we need to front load him on everything that's going to happen. Yes. I never lost consciousness. He stayed awake all through. I stayed awake. (laughs) He just kept telling me, mommy, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Don't worry. Like he was reassuring me in in the midst of everything. It was just very scary. So I did what moms do, you know, as moms of special needs kids that have a a compromised immune system, you want to grab all the medications. But in that moment, you don't remember where everything is. So we grabbed the medication, got into the actual paramedics, you know, and I couldn't find the syringe that I needed to inject him, which is a solid cortex, which is his steroid for emergency situations. In my head, I thought, relax, you're going to be in an ambulance. I'm sure they can provide you with the syringe. But that was a whole other rabbit hole I went in through as a learning experience. You know, of course, there's situations where, you know, they don't know what you're going to inject them. It's their liability. I get it. But at the time, I'm seeing my son nearly die in front of me. And I know that that can save his life. So those were like five minutes of just horrible, horrible feeling. You know, we're going back and forth with the EMT. You know, our kids sometimes have a lot of rare conditions and and they're so unique that even EMTs doctors and lesser specialists they don't know the rarity of and severity of such case like him water diabetes you know which is not sugar related and he didn't know what an adrenal insufficiency was you know and then fishing for veins when a person's dehydrated you're never going to find a vein so all those things that you know I wanted to create awareness and it'll be part of my book that I'm about to release, you know, through the eyes of mom. And I just can't wait, you know, in the hard moments that we've shared together, there's also been beautiful lights and beautiful just things that we want to share with with another mom that is probably in the same, you know, scenario like us or just a lot of hope, right, Joan Right. Well, you showed such bravery, but you also showed confidence, Angie. You knew what to do. You knew what had to be done and you wouldn't take no for an answer. And that is an inspiration. My mom wouldn't take no. That's right, Giancarlo, because she loves you and she fights for you, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I think both of you inspire each other. You both inspire me when I watch your journey. Oh, that's so sweet. It's true. It's true. So Giancarlo, when this was going on and you're in the ambulance, do you remember anything? And and your mom is probably narrating to you what's going on because you can't see what's going on. So you're she's telling you, she's priming you, she's explaining what's going on so that it helps you in that situation, right? I remember that, that time when I was in the hospital when they had to like do like some IVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you remember of that from that? 
that they had to like swab me. Yeah, they had to swab you several times. For... They had to swab me several times for COVID. And different blood cultures. And they also had to do like different blood cultures. Hey, I have a question for you. Were they able to find your vein quickly or not? They were. At Children's Hospital, they did, right? They did. Because they have that special light. Yeah. But what about in the ambulance? Were they able to do that? No. No. Did that make you uncomfortable? That kind of did. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I was like, what's going on? You need to stop fishing for the vein, right? Right. But you are a trooper and you said, please wait until I get to Children's Hospital. Yeah. Where they have the blue light and they can see my vein. You advocated for yourself. So one of the things that we've learned through this journey and Giancarlo has really come a long way is he's learned to advocate for himself. And that's huge for our kids, right? At any age, it's huge right. to be able to find a voice and be able to to say and express whether they're feeling sadness, you know, pain, frustration, anger, anger, anger you know, yeah. um, anxiety, anxiety. What else can you feel sometimes? Sometimes I, I might feel like crying. Yeah, like, sadness. Like, so, like I just had to like have like a, a boo-hoo-hoo day or something. Yeah. You know, we all have that, Giancarlo, and it's perfectly normal. And, you know, recently, Miss Jessica, we just learned that now that he's 21 and as a special needs typical 21-year-old, you're an adult nonetheless. I had a party. Yes, he had a party. <laughs> yes, you did. That's right. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes when he learned how to express frustration and anger, you know, what comes with that? Sometimes it's foul language. And yeah. I had to tell him, it's okay if you want a cursing break. As long as you're in a safe space, go ahead and release your frustration. It is okay mm -hmm. to do that. And, right. and that was part of him advocating, you know, like, I am frustrated and I need to let it out. Yeah. Right? Right, Miss Jessica. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Giancarlo, what else do you want people to know about your life your thoughts, your feelings. Other things I want them to know is that I'm able to learn new things. Every day you learn new things. Every day I'm, I'm getting more and more independent. Yes. And that is a, a huge milestone we actually shared with them at the retreat because Ms. Jessica is um, the wonderful lady that I go to the retreats with, with other moms. And I actually shared about the huge milestone that you did with no more what? No more diapers. No more. Yes. I, and at, at <laughs> night, I, I only wear boxers. And, and, and in the morning when I feel uh, like I have to go pee, I just get up, go in and, and sit on the toilet and, and let it out. That's that is right. so fantastic. Doesn't that yeah. feel so good, Giancarlo, that you can do that by yourself? Yeah, that makes me feel proud. Yeah. We, so we celebrate you. We applaud you, Giancarlo. Yes, we amazing. do. All of that matters so much. I also know how to type. And, yes. And, what? And, bra and braille. Yes. Oh, that's and, right. And even, even in school, Mr. Yosef has taught me like how to do like walk with my cane and find like where room two is, where Dean Weese's room is. Yeah, your classroom. Absolutely. I know where, how to find my classroom door and, and how to open it. And how does that make you feel every time you meet a new milestone? That makes me feel like I'm willing to learn. Yeah, you're becoming more independent. Everybody. And more matured. Yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Very I feel like true. I've watched your journey over the last few years that I've known your mom. I love your mom, Giancarlo. I know you love her more than I do, but I think your mom is an amazing human being. 
I feel like you're so lucky to have her and she is so lucky to have you. And I've seen your, you know, as she has shared like these victories and this growth and this independence and the things that you can do and congrats. And, and I can help even in school, I can help my friends out when they don't know oh. how to read or write. I can help them sound out words. Yes, you've become such a big helper to one of these kids that are just starting the transition program because you're going to be aging out next year, right? Yeah, next year I'm going to be aging out. Yeah, you've come such a long way, Giancarlo. And the fact that we can even sit here and have this conversation with Miss Jessica and you can elaborate your answers and you can answer in complete sentences and engage in a conversation, that's huge. And I'm very, very proud of you, sweetheart. Yes. I hope you know that. I do know that. <laughs> Good. Like even at home, I help my mom with the laundry. That's right. That's and right. Moms need so much help with laundry, Giancarlo. And even in, in the kitchen, um, set the table, the napkin, the fork, the spoon. Yeah, you're pretty good at that. Will you teach my kids to do that, please? Yes, I'll <laughs> teach your kids. Okay, that would be great. I could use some more help. <laughs> I think you could. <laughs> All moms can, right? Giancarlo, right. what's one thing that you are proud of your mom about? One thing that, that my mom does is she cooks and she also takes me out to eat. Amazing. I like spending one-on-one -on -one time with mom. Yeah. What's your favorite part of that? I like when we have like silly time with the, when I listen to the Alexa, we change the, the words to any song. Yeah, we change the lyrics to the song. We're so silly, huh? Yes, <laughs> th that's my thing with my mom. That is your thing with me. And I also like when she when I want to shake her hand, we do the, the thing where you say, Joven, wanna show Miss Jessica that. Please. <laughs> hey, sir. <laughs> we're going to do it in English because there's a lot of English speakers. Say it in English, book. please. Hey, sir. What? One question, Bef excuse me, before anything else. So I'm tapping his shoulders and then he's excited and he's paying attention. What is it? One question, what? shake my hand, please. Greet me. And then? Can I kiss your hand? Yes, you may. Oh, so then he's grabbed my hand and kissed my hand. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. And then I tell him, you're such a gentleman. Yeah. yeah. And I also have a dog named Bingo. You do? Yes. What kind of a dog is it? He's a... Sherpe. Yeah, he's a Great Dane he's lab. He's a Great Dane lab, although Bingo doesn't bite at all. No, oh, good. He just likes to sit in, on my bed sometimes. Like, whenever I'm falling asleep, um, he likes to, like, sit in my bed and likes to lick me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he does. And the, the good thing about my dog is I teach him tricks. I've taught Bingo lots of tricks lately. Yeah, you have. You have? I've That's great. I've taught him um, how to sit, high five, fetch. Yeah, and he listens. And what's his reward? He gets a treat. That's right. He does get a treat. <laughs> yeah. He'll do anything mm -hmm. for a treat. When you give him like commands, like if he gets mad and he barks really loud, you tell him like it's okay because yeah. Bingo sometimes um, sees something. He almost serves as your service dog sometimes. Yes. Bingo likes to keep an eye on me. <laughs> Yeah, That's he does. Good. He loves you. He loves you a lot. Giancarlo, you have such a great attitude and disposition. What would you tell other young adults 
who are in similar circumstances, maybe in a transition program, what would you tell them, what would you encourage even younger kids about having a good attitude and being willing to learn new things? I would encourage them to behave. (laughs) Yes, behave. That's good. Mm -hmm. What else would you say to somebody that's little like me? You know, you're 21 right now, but what would you say to somebody that's like in middle school or high school? What would you say to them? Listen. Listen, behave. Behave. Advocating. Yes. 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 What is advocating, Giancarlo? Tell me what that is. Advocating is like when you speak up for yourself and say exactly how you're feeling. Yes, that's right. What you feel. That is correct. Yes, Giancarlo. I'm going to hug That's you. That's right. I'm yes. So proud of you. Mwah. Good job, buddy. Yeah. That's great, Giancarlo. I'm so proud of you. I advocate for myself and, and say, like, if something doesn't go right. Yes. Or if something is making me uncomfortable. Yes. I could use my words and say, you know, this is not going right. Yes. This is not going well. Yep. Or I need a break. Absolutely. And you always tell a? I always tell a teacher. Or? A friend. Or, most importantly? Mom. Yes. I tell mom. That's Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Giancarlo, if everyone in the world followed your advice to speak up about how they feel and what they need and what's going on, that would be remarkable if everyone (laughs) could follow that advice. I think so, too. What are some things you do for fungi? I like to sing. I do horseback riding. I take swimming classes. I even like to take a walk. And recently, as part of your huge birthday present, that Miss Jessica had a I lot like, to do with it. What did you get for your birthday? A bike. I also like to ride my tandem bike. Yes, tell us about I saw that. that. Tandem bike. And, and the cool thing about my tandem bike is that it's got like lights. Yes, we put lights all we around put the lights room. all around them. Yeah. It, it also has like music so I can jam out. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I'm going to come visit your mom's support group in San Diego and I want you to take me for a ride. Sure, of course we can. Okay. Oh gosh, it's so good to be with you both. I want to just squeeze you both. And I just <laughs> thank you so much for, for just your essence, your beautiful essence. Thank you. What do you say? You're welcome. You're welcome. Come visit us soon, please. Thanks so much for listening today. Do us a favor and leave us a review and a rating so that this podcast can get into the ears and the hearts of more and more moms. Did you know that Brave Together podcast is an extension of our nonprofit organization called We Are Brave Together? We Are Brave Together serves an international community of caregiving moms by offering support groups that are virtual and in-person, educational resources, and low-cost weekend retreats and we offer retreat scholarships. We represent all 50 of the United States and 21 countries around the world. We are here to remind you that you are not alone. You are braver and stronger than you think, and that girlfriends who get you are sacred and mandatory. To join us today, go to wearebravetogether.org. Our support and sisterhood await you.